Welcome to the Pet Podcast for pet parents, pet lovers, and it's all about pets. I'm Lauren, a certified professional pet sitter and pet owner. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the show. Hello, and welcome back for another episode of the Pet Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about how to enrich your cat's physical and mental health. As a pet sitter, we are always looking for different ways to connect and socialize with your feline friends and our feline friends. Some of the cats are a little bit more social and comfortable with us than others, but we can add enrichment to all cats we come across paths with. So the first thing we need to know is that cats are always in fight or flight mode, whether they show it or not. They are one of the only mammals who are both prey and predator. They hunt for their food, but are also prey for many other animals. This is also why it's always a good idea to keep your feline friends indoors. With this knowledge, we can begin to recognize what our feline friends are going through. They are constantly trying to decide whether every person, noise, or object is a threat or not, And it can also be the reason why sometimes it takes some time for Kitty to warm up to you. They have to decide if you are trustworthy, and some cats take longer to make that decision. When we talk about our cat's health, we usually are speaking to their physical health and well-being. But we also need to make sure we are taking care of their emotional and cognitive health as well. So most cats' lifestyles may look like hunt playtime, then time to eat, now it's time to sleep, wake up, get a nice grooming session in, and then be the social cat you are. So most cats perform this cycle more than once a day, and we want to make sure our cats are making the most out of each activity. So I know I mentioned hunt earlier, but for cats, that is their mode of play. So when you are engaging with your cat in play, it should always mimic hunting. The stages of the hunt are eyes, stalk, chase, pounce, and kill. So think about what toys your cat loves playing with the most. Is it a string toy? Is it a string with a toy on the end? Maybe it's a laser pointer or even a toy mouse. Each of those things can help to mimic the hunt. Your cat sees the toy, red dot, or mouse. Then they will stalk it. Some cats get down low and with the quick head movements, follow each item and prepare for the next step. Chasing. Most cats will love to chase a toy mouse that has been thrown or chase a red dot of a laser around the room and for some up the walls, like my cats, up the walls, and even chase that toy on the string, whether it's in the air or being slithered on the ground. Always keep in mind, as your cat ages, they will still want to engage in the hunt play, but you may need to slow things down or move to them chasing objects on the floor not in the air. The next stage is the pounce. 
We may see this occurring when our cats start to do what I call the little dance, where their butt kind of starts to wiggle, they're kind of light on their toes, ready to go. (laughs) And they get their rumps in the air and off there they go. And I will tell you, my cats love to play a game with each other where one of them enters a room first and then hides right around the corner of the entryway for the other one to come in. And you just see the little rump move in, light on their toes, waiting for the sister to come around the corner. And finally, it's the kill. While some of us may not love the presents our cats catch for us and bring us as gifts, you know, sometimes when they're a, at one point, we're a live animal. We always need to make sure that all play ends in a reward to mimic that kill. Allow your cat to always catch the toy at the end of the string. Make sure they can catch the dot from the laser and allow them to catch that mouse toy and maybe they'll bring it back to you as a gift. Now, when it comes to catching the red dot, which I find to be very important because although in the movie Pets, if anyone has seen that, when the little Pomeranian dog catches the dot in the mouth and all the cats start bowing down to him, for our feline friends, just getting that paw on the dot is not rewarding enough or fulfilling. So what I do with Regina and Phoebe is I'll get that laser positioned on one side of the room so they're focused over there. And then I drop a few treats on the floor and I have them chase the laser all the way back to where I put that pile of treats. Because when that laser lands on it and they go for it, there is a physical, tangible reward for catching the red dot. And always, good rule of thumb, rotate your cat's toys every few days or weeks. Just as we can get bored with objects, so can your cat. So always putting stuff away, introducing new toys every once in a while, it really keeps them engaged, wanting to play with new things. Because, you know, how exciting would it be if you had one toy to play with for your whole life? Let's go ahead and switch it up a bit. So now we'll talk about stage two, eat. First, I do want to pose a question to you. Where do you feed your cats? Is it in the kitchen? Think about why we feed our pets in the kitchen. Well, most likely it's because kitchen is where we eat, where we associate food coming from. But do we think our pets always want to eat in that spot, especially when it comes to cats? I mean, to be honest, my dog is so excited over her food, I could put it down anywhere and she's like, this is awesome. And my cats do have an eating station. It's not in our kitchen. It's in our family room. But to be honest, they'd probably be happy eating anywhere. And we'll talk a little bit about why. They most likely will never be able to tell us where they would prefer to eat. But there are some basic things about cats that we should know that can help your cat feel more fulfilled during feeding times. Quality of food we feed our cats is very important. We also need to keep in the back of our minds that sometimes where we feed our cats is more important than what. And here's why. Cats as creatures want to work for their food. We just talked about the whole game of hunt 
what comes after the kill, if your cat was in the wild, that would be eating. The treats at the end of the laser pointer. They want to be able to hunt for their food, find it, and the food is the reward. Hence, they are a predator. So what we do for shy cats is sometimes we'll bring the food to them. Why force the cat to come out if they're uncomfortable? We'll bring the food to them. They don't really care where they eat. Another fun game is changing up where you put the dish of dry food every day. Move it to a different spot in the house. Your cat will find it. Their sense of smell is fantastic. But there are also some other wonderful tools that we can use. Puzzle feeders. I know I've talked about this for dogs, but guess what? They make great puzzle feeders for cats as well. There's so many styles of feeders. There are so many difficulty levels of puzzles that you can really get one that is specific to your cat's needs. Just adding a puzzle feeder to your cat's routine can create enrichment that has been missing from their lives. So sleep. Did you know that cats spend between 12 and 16 hours each day sleeping which means that they are sleeping for 50 to 60% of the day. This is the time for your cat to recharge. Since they are constantly in fight or flight mode, it takes a lot of mental energy for them to make it through the day sometimes. While your cat may spend most of their time sleeping, we need to make sure we are recognizing sleeping versus being lethargic. It is always a good idea to know your cat's routine as becoming lethargic can be a sign of something being wrong, such as an injury or an illness. But you also have to remember, since cats are also prey animals, they will always try to hide illness and injuries from us. So getting to know your cat, their habits, their routines, kind of even like kind of how they look when they're sleeping, you can really tell a difference between a lethargic cat and a cat that's down for a cat nap. So grooming. Cats love to groom themselves. And if you have more than one cat, you may notice they groom each other. Phoebe and Regina groom each other all the time. They cuddle up, like basically are hugging each other, and they groom each other. Welcome hairballs. Yes very exciting part of all of it. So there are so many reasons why our cats groom themselves. After your cat eats, you may notice they tend to immediately start grooming. They are hiding their scent of their food as well as the scent of themselves. When your cat grooms themselves or another cat, they are also cleaning their fur of any debris, other scents, as well as dispersing oils from their skin and fur evenly. You know, you may notice as a cat gets older, they're no longer able to groom themselves. Their fur becomes a little matted, a little bit like has oil spots. This is because the grooming process really disperses everything to keep their coat nice and shiny. Cats also groom themselves to clean injuries. And did you know that cat saliva does have some antibacterial functions to it? Not saying if you're caught, you should allow your cat to clean your wound, but they will lick their injuries as a way to assist with the healing process. And most fascinating, 
Did you know that when a cat grooms themselves, they're regulating their body temperature? So after a cat is done grooming, touch the spot they just cleaned, and it's actually a little bit cooler than the rest of their body. So, you know, a little bit of a fun fact there. And social. Make sure when you're being social with your cat, you are engaging all five of their senses. This can be as simple as while you're petting your cat in your lap, you're talking to them, you're letting them lick your hand a little bit. They're engaging all of their senses by that one social interaction with you. And always remember that trust is key with cats. In our business, we do sometimes encounter cats, like I mentioned before, who are shy or fearful. So even just us sitting in the same room, maybe reading an article, checking emails, that can be enough socialization for a cat who maybe is a little bit shy. But always note, allow the cat to have a choice. And when I say that, that means we are not going to sit in a room with a shy or fearful cat and blocking the exit. We always want to give all animals a choice. So never trapping them somewhere. But like, let's say, for example, the cat's hiding under the bed. I may go sit next to it, but allow a clear path out that bedroom door if the cat should choose to leave the room. You never want to force them. That is not building trust with the cat. Thank you again for joining us for this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you heard, please leave a five-star review. All reviews will help our podcast get in front of pet lovers like yourself. And as always, be sure to follow us on social media at Pet Podcast across all platforms. Have a paw-rific day. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Pet Podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen. This helps us reach pet parents and pet lovers such as yourself. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Pet Podcast. If you have any questions you'd like answered or ideas for topics you'd like to hear about, send us a message through social media or send an email to podcast at petpodcast.com. See you next time.